Welcome to the New Missions Podcast. I'm Tim Detellis. Glad you're here. And on today's episode, I sit down with author Brian Robertson of the new book, The Marriage Motivator. He shares some insights on how we can make right where we live our mission field, starting with our marriage. Let's enjoy this conversation with author Brian Robertson. It's great to be here today with Brian Robertson. And just tell us a bit uh, who you are, and then we'll dive into some great nuggets from your new book titled The Marriage Motivator. Yeah, just for you people in the north, I wanted to say that currently it is 84 degrees in Winter Garden, Florida, and it is feeling right nice, right nice. But yeah, I am from Mississippi, born and raised. My wife is also from Mississippi, born and raised. However, the Lord has taken us from Mississippi doing student ministry over to Woodstock, Georgia, doing assimilation ministry with Pastor Johnny Hunt, as you know. And we were there six years and just learned so much. It was there that I wrote my first book on marriage that I actually put together in the mailroom at uh, First Baptist Church of Woodstock with staples and, and paper, you know? And so it was uh, the top 10 components of a strong marriage. From there, the Lord sent us to Knoxville, Tennessee, to serve as a family pastor up there in a church. And then from there, the Lord brought us to Winter Garden, Florida. And here I am, been here about a year and a half as the pastor of education and outreach here. It was during this time that, well, actually during the COVID time there, Tim, I decided, you know what? I need to publish that book that I wrote when I did my doctoral about four years ago. I I had never put it into print or anything. I just sent it off to the college. I said, I need to get this thing published. And so it was already written pretty much. I just had to tweak it. Did that during the COVID time. We had a little bit of extra time here. And so here we are, and the Lord has got this thing published. And so hopefully it will bless many, many marriages. Well, it's captivated my attention. The marriage motivator, as you've heard me say, our mission field begins right where we are. And for spouses, I mean, thinking about our homes as our mission field, this book is a great resource. And I really want to pick your brain on this because, as you know, marriage can become work. Is there something in here that you could share with us today, maybe for somebody going through one of those dry spells, as I would say? You know, the first thing is to be teachable, I would say. In other words, you're not the best husband in the world. You're not the best wife in the world, but you should try to be the best husband in the world. You should try to be the best wife in the world. I have an uncle and an aunt, by the way, who have been married for over 40 years, and they claim that they've never had an argument. Can you believe that? And he's a pastor, so he's got to tell the truth, right? (laughs) But they have a great marriage. But one thing they do is they study each other, you know, and they're teachable and they learn and they read. Of course, that's why I wrote this book, so that people would read and learn how to be a better husband, a better wife. And I call it the marriage motivator there because I really do. I want to motivate marriages to be better and better because, as you know, it's the greatest unit in society. I mean, it really is. It's the greatest unit in society. And also, as you know, Tim, the devil is um, really trying his best to separate marriages uh, all over the country as much as he can. But when you have the Lord on your side and when you're teachable, I believe that your marriage can be stronger than ever to honor and glorify God. Well said. I, I'm turning to page 53, and I'm going to dive into an area that I know all of us could use more of, and that is forgiving. The forgiveness factor in marriage, uh, what role does that play? Oh, it's huge, and it's ongoing, because we are men and women, therefore we are very different. You know, Adrian Rogers once said, God made us different to make us one. 
And you really have to let that sink in to really understand it. But really, men and women are so different. And then we come into marriage, both of us being selfish. And so not only are we different, but we are also selfish. So therefore, we're going to get on each other's nerves and we're going to offend each other inevitably. And so therefore, we have to forgive each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to practice forgiving. If we can't forgive, then all of a sudden we get bitter. And you know what bitterness does? It breeds depression. And you know what depression does? It actually breeds suicide. And so if we're not forgiving, uh, that is a slippery slope, my friend. You mentioned about in chapter 25 about being flexible, which really kind of dovetails well into that forgiveness conversation, because we do need to learn to be flexible in our marriage. In today's society, it seems as if um, spouses, families, are pushed to the max when it comes to demands and schedules. Any tips that you would have on how to begin the conversation for two people in a home that are saying, you know what, we need to make where we live better as a couple, and maybe some of the demands we're accepting on our lives are now beginning to hurt us. How can we maybe adjust some of those demands? We come into marriage very selfish. We have our hobbies, our routines, and the things we like to eat, and the places we like to go, and the people we like to hang out with. And so being flexible is crucial because you have to give in sometimes to your spouse's wants and desires. Right. And so I would say that is a very important thing is you got to be flexible. And like if your husband likes to hunt, then go hunting with him. <laughs> he may not want you to, but, uh, but yes, I think he would enjoy the company. And so go, in other words, get into his realm of hobbies and expertise and the things he loves to do. And, and if your wife likes to shop, guys, go shopping with her. Don't just sit on a bench in front of the store. Go shopping with her and just have fun with it. In other words, be flexible. I was traveling just recently, and before I left home, I noticed that the trash was full in the kitchen, you know? I paused for a moment, and I pulled out the trash bag, right? Because I knew that it would be a blessing to my wife, who was still going to be home that weekend, you know, <laughs> empty the trash. Tim, that, that brings me to, you have to share each other's expectations. Because once again, we come into marriage with expectations. And so you have to share those expectations, like taking out the trash. Is it really your job to take out the trash? Does your wife expect you to, or do you expect her to, you know? Um, and so one thing me and my wife do, that I think this can help some people, is that whenever holidays come up, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, let's say Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, Oh, my word. You have to share your expectations. Like when you had a birthday growing up, your mama made you your favorite cake, you know, that you just love to eat. But if you never tell your wife and mama is not near, then she has no idea what you're expecting on your birthday. And so, and if you really want that cake, then you need to say, well, actually, the wife needs to ask the husband, hey, what are your expectations on your birthday? And the husband needs to ask the wife, hey, what are your expectations on your birthday? Are you used to going out to your favorite restaurant? Are you used to having a cake? And by the way, if you want a cake, do you want candles? And do you want 40 candles on that cake, you know, <laughs> or however many... So anyway, share an expectation. So I'm glad, glad you brought up the garbage can there. I know for my wife and I, there is something that she does have an expectation I'll do for her when possible, and that is to put gas in her car. There you go. She just doesn't, you know, that's one of those things that she feels maybe a little uncomfortable with. I have to check in and do you need gas or she'll let me know, but I do miss it sometimes and she'll text me and she goes, I had to get gas today. Uh-huh. 
It's all about communication. When you read this book, you will see weaved through this book is the word communication. You have to communicate about everything in your marriage. You really do. Can I say one more thing about expectation? Whenever uh, we go home for the holidays and we are 11 hours away from our homes in Mississippi, our parents live about 30 minutes from each other. And so when we go home, we share our expectations about how long we want to stay at each other's house. In other words, we have a plan going up there. I mean, we talk about it before we even go so that somebody doesn't get upset, you know? I know that family time can be tense, you know, when you're having to split it between one side or the other. I have to ask you a question personally in ministry, because obviously you're serving through a local church, helping to enrich families. But for you and your spouse, I know my wife and I, we, we try to do our date nights on Friday nights. If if it's a, a long day for her at work, we'll sometimes do a Saturday breakfast. But is there some routine or some kind of check-in that you and your spouse have enjoyed over the years? Well, we have four kids, ages 20, 18, 13, and 5. For us to have a consistent date night every week does not happen. We do not have a routine, but our expectation is that we do have a date night at least once a month, at least once a month. And then one more thing, speaking of date nights, is that um, we we like to get away, and not just a date night, but to uh, an overnight getaway without the kids. Oh, you got to do that at least twice a year. I mean, at least twice a year. That right there really has enriched our marriage all these 23 years, and that is when we can get away without the kids. At the end of your book, you talk about being the mentor, and I love the fact that that's really what your life is exemplifying. Whatever you have learned, you're going to pass along, but for anyone listening, shouldn't that be all of our positions in life? Can you speak into that for a minute on how that's been fulfilling for you? Marriage can be very difficult, very difficult because we're so different. I mean, good night. We are very different people. And then whenever you marry somebody who has different love languages than you do and different temperaments than you do and different personalities than you do and spiritual giftedness, that's all different. Oh, my word. Um, We need some mentors. And so uh, we have marriage mentors that we uh, talk to occasionally, uh, but also we need to be mentors for other couples. And we have been. And so if you are, let's say, a seasoned married couple, uh, then you need to pray about being a mentor for someone else. And if you're not a seasoned uh, married person and you struggle a little bit in your marriage, then you need to pray about a mentor and then ask the Lord to show you who a great mentor is. Well said. That's great. So I just want to take a moment before we close and let you brag on a, on your bride, Carrie, and share how does Carrie amplify your life? Uh, Carrie was the 1996 Miss Mississippi and was a top 10 finalist in the Miss America pageant. Not only is she good looking on the outside, she's good looking on the inside. She's very articulate. She was an English major. Anytime I write a book or give a speech, she always helps me. And so she's my helper in writing books and things like that. She's a great mama. We, we fostered 11 kids. We've adopted two kids. I can brag on her all day long. Uh, she can sing as well. She has a beautiful voice. And so the Lord has really gifted her. She was on one of the praise teams at First Baptist Church Woodstock and just loved it. She's in her happiest moment when she's either at the beach or she's singing. <laughs> and so... I did want to say this about the book, uh, Tim, but it's 40 chapters, and they all begin with the word be. Okay. In other words, be this. Don't just do this, but be this, you know? In other words, in your marriage life, it shouldn't be just a checklist so that you can get a little pat on the back from your spouse, but it should be the way you are. But uh, 40 short chapters, I even put on the title, it says, The Most Practical 
marriage book that even men will read. You know, most men do not read a book out of high school, mm. but this is a book that's not intimidating. It's not that long. I mean, what does it have? 170 something pages. That's it. But the chapters are only like one and two and three pages long. That's it. I'm a very practical, down-to-earth redneck from Mississippi. I hope that you can get some nuggets from this book that'll help your marriage. I appreciate this. And to find the book, just simply search on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Currently, I do know that it is on Amazon, and it's also on Barnes & Noble. Uh, Just type in The Marriage Motivator, The Marriage Motivator, and uh, it should pop up there. And so it's a white cover and with two coffee cups on there. And so, yeah. Any parting thoughts? Anything you'd like to share, Brian? Thank you for allowing me to to be on this podcast with you. You're a dear brother, man, and I feel kindred spirit with you. However I can help you, man, you're doing a great job over there with New Missions. Thank you. Well, honored to be with you today. And to all of us, may we just continue to make marriage the priority and make that our mission field right where we are. Amen. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I'm encouraged hearing... Author Brian shared with us these insights on how we can make our marriage better, but most importantly, realize that wherever we are, we are on our mission field. So be encouraged today, right where you are, to make a difference wherever you go. And I want to invite you to join New Missions on the trip of a lifetime at newmissions.org forward slash trips. We have a new resource, a book we just released titled Trip of a Lifetime to help you live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go. Thanks for listening, and until next time, be encouraged to make a difference wherever you go.